on the block on demand. Without Jerry McNamara, we would have won 10 games this year. Okay? Not 10. Two seconds and one. It's 10 wins in a row for the Crunch. It's the biggest upset in the Carrier Dome in more than 30 years as the Orange hold off the defending national champions. They beat Clemson. The Bills make me want to shout. McCoy in the backfield takes the handoff, runs up the middle, breaks a tackle. He's inside the 10, cuts to the left, into the end zone. Buffalo wins. Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Somebody in Vegas told them they were going to win by 20. They'll look at the positive side of things once in a while instead of the negative all the time. This is On the Block. Here's X-Men. ESPN Radio, 97.7, 100.1, now heard on 96.5 FM. What's happening, Mohawk Man? Hello, how are you? Maybe you're listening on the ESPN app, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. That's a terrific way to stay in touch with the show. Download that ESPN app. Many of you, I'm sure, have it on your phone already. Find the Listen tab, find us, and off you go into the big, bold world. How many shopping days left till Christmas, kids? We're getting there. We're double digits now. It's it's getting serious. Like the shipping times are getting shorter. Like, you're ordering stuff, and you're like, ooh, I don't know if that's going to ship by the time Christmas rolls around. What do I have to pay extra to make sure that baby gets here? So, while you're out there taking care of business, doing your thing, take us with you on the ESPN app. You can... Call the show, 437-7644. You can tweet the show, Brent Axe Media, Brent Axe Media on Twitter. You can also use the On the Block text line to get in touch, 288-0644. Now, while we're on the subject here, uh, let me remind uh, one uh, Seth Goldberg and uh, Steph Curry, for that matter, that Jim Carrey informed us in the 1994 classic, Dumb and Dumber, that we did, in fact, land on the moon. No way. That's great. We landed on the moon. There you go. See? Take that, Steph Curry. I don't care what you said on what podcast. That's all the confirmation I need to know, in fact, we have landed on the moon. Jeez. You people out there doubting Jim Carrey and his cinematic brilliance. I don't know what's wrong with you. I will will take a stand on that. I will die on that hill. There are certain things in this world I could care less about, but I will die on that hill right there. That's for sure. We've got uh, two great guests joining us today. I wish Jim Carrey was coming on the show. That'd be fun, but he's not. John Casillo from NoonsMagician.com is going to join us here this hour, and we will certainly discuss the usual Syracuse football and Syracuse basketball topics. But something really cool going on with our friends at NoonsMagician.com. You may recall this, that the last time Syracuse went to a bowl game, it was the Texas Bowl. They did a great program called Cuse Ticks for Kids, which is exactly what it sounds like, giving the opportunity for kids to go to a bowl game. And Noon's Magician rounded up a lot of tickets and got SU fans to donate. And uh, proud to announce that they are doing it again. And John is going to join us right here in this hour. 
tell us how we can donate and participate and get even more fans in the building for Syracuse. So John will join us here this hour about 4.20. Our buddy Sal Capaccio. Sal Capaccio. Sal Capaccio will join us next hour. Certainly the Buffalo Bills will be discussed. Certainly the Buffalo Bulls will be discussed as well. Not to brush past mighty Old Dominion that visits the Carrier Dome on Saturday. Buffalo, a week from today, is turning into a huge non-conference game for Syracuse basketball, and they've already got a few in their back pocket that they need, Ohio State and Georgetown. Notably, if you can get the Buffalo Bulls added to that list, a top 15 team, a solid non-conference opponent, and all you have to do is go back to last year, last season, because that was probably the game, and you know we can argue which game it was and what scenario it was, but that was probably the game that kind of edged Syracuse in with the quad system and all the measurements that they use these days to determine who goes to the NCAA tournament or not. This has turned into a major non-conference game for the Orange. Two years in a row, great regional rivalry, all that. So, of course, Sal can give us a little insight on what kind of Buffalo Bulls team comes in this year. So we'll talk to Sal next hour. We'll do hot takes as usual. It's a top five Tuesday. Don't really have much on the college front today, but certainly uh, we'll rank the top five teams in the NFL. We will talk to you. So come on by. We can discuss whether we've landed on the moon or not. It'll be fun, which we have, by the way. Now I've opened up the conspiracy theorist floodgates. Can't wait to get all those links on my Twitter feed. Can't wait. You know what I say about conspiracy theories? I read them all. I believe none of them. So fire away. Okay. Now, later this week, we're going to have John Wildhack on the show. As you know, he's the athletic director at Syracuse University. And John's done a couple of interviews in, in recent days with our buddy Nico Tamurian at CNY Central with Chris Carlson at Syracuse.com. And there's a lot of good, meaty things that are on John Wildhack's plate right now. Not that there usually aren't, okay? When you're an athletic director, there's a lot on your plate to start with. You're looking over all the major programs at Syracuse University, and there's many to look over, both on the men's and women's side. You are the head fundraiser for the athletic department. You are the face of the administration of athletics, right? And John has put himself out there. Now, Daryl Gross certainly never met a microphone he didn't like, but was it was more in a boisterous kind of way. Daryl loved to brag about things. He certainly wasn't happy uh, when you said, uh, let's just say, things about him he didn't agree with. Many late-night phone calls that I wish I recorded and could share with you now, but that's all ancient history at this point. But John has, has put himself out there. He's very accessible. He came into a very interesting situation with Syracuse on the uptick with, you know, having the opportunity to renew Jim Beheim when Mike Hopkins took the job at Washington, as he put it, an arranged marriage with Dino Babers. But that is a budding relationship. And now John has the opportunity, as we'll discuss here in a moment, to put his mark on the Dino Babers era at Syracuse. There's a Carrier Dome renovation ongoing, and from everything we know, and we'll get an update from John on Thursday, but from everything we know, all the I's are getting do uh, dotted, all the T's are getting crossed, they're on track with that. There's a Nike deal in hand, like there's a lot of good meaty stuff to chew on. John has extensive knowledge of television contracts, of course, from his time at ESPN, where I've said this before, like I don't think people realize like how big of a deal he was at ESPN, like John was right in the thick of some of the biggest deals in the history of television. Some of these 
billion-dollar deals, right, Coach? Billion dollars. That are either coming to an end or are being used now or just negotiated, whether that be the NBA or the NFL, talent deals, all sorts of things. Like, he was right in the thick of, of all of them. So he knows a thing or two about that. So we'll hopefully not only get an update on Thursday, but, you know, what a platform for John to come on this show on Thursday and announce that Dino Babers has been given a contract extension, right? Thanks, Brent. You're welcome, Coach. That would be nice, wouldn't it, to announce that Syracuse and Georgetown have been extended for X number of years, to announce on this show that they have a new Nike deal or new apparel deal, whatever it shall be, it's going to be Nike. I don't think Under Armour or anybody else is in play, but until it's officially official, we'll leave that window open. We will discuss ticket sales for the Camping World Bowl. John noting with our friend Chris Carlson that 70% of Syracuse's allotment has been sold. So how many tickets is that and how it breaks down and why it is more advantageous to you to book tickets through the university versus kind of like jerry-rigging it yourself on StubHub or whatever the case may be. We'll get an update on all that, right? So there's a lot on his plate. There's a lot of big, meaty, sexy stuff to discuss there, but I want to boil it down to a few things there. Because fans ask me all the time, and certainly given the success of the football team, the hashtag is out there, and, you know, John is very good at explaining these things, and one of the best analogies that he's used in this context is it's like turning an aircraft carrier. It doesn't happen right away. The carrier dome was a long-involved process and television deals and coaching contracts and things of that nature. Like, they take time. It takes time and precision to turn an aircraft carrier. But he said something that I thought was noteworthy, and I'm kind of adding to it by bringing it up, and it's fair for him to, to bring that up, but I disagree with him on it. And this is not a major disagreement. This is not necessarily a hot take. That's hot. No, it's not. It is not that. It's not how long can I take a take. It's now time no. for how long can Brent no. take no, a take. No, actually, it's not. It's, it's not. it's not any of that. I just disagree with how he phrases it, and that is that and I'm going to pull it up here. It's in Chris's piece today. You can find it on Syracuse.com. Headline! Syracuse AD John Wildack Q&A discusses potential Babers extension, Bayheim succession. And I'm not even going to get... Usually you see that headline and the Bayheim thing would be the headline. Like, that's the grabber. That, like, that to me, like, that's not even a discussion at this point because we know that's not even worth bringing up at this point. But one thing that John said, and I'm just pulling it up here, about Dino, and I want to quote him accurately, so I'll pull it up here, but it was basically like, well, I don't want to be a distraction right now. And to me, I think it would be the opposite. To me, I think it would be something that you want to bring up right now. So here is the quote. The question from Chris is, and Chris notes that every time we've sat down recently, we've talked about a contract extension. John certainly agrees and has heard the fans that everybody kind of wants an extension for Coach Babers, and like he is certainly in the I hear you mode. Here's his quote, though. The focus is long-term. I want him to be our coach for a long time to come. That drives the short-term. That drives the medium. Right now, the staff is out recruiting. We have 15 practices that will be incredibly helpful for us to get a head start on 2019, particularly our younger kids. Here's the quote. 
I don't want to introduce a lot of distractions at this point in time. I continue to work with Coach to make sure we're in a place that we can compete. He and I have separately and collectively talked about building this foundation. If you build this foundation, you can have success year after year. I think that's what we're doing. I think that makes us a pretty attractive place to coach. I understand what John is saying there, certainly, but to me it's the opposite of a distraction. If he came out, like say on this show on Thursday, and said that we have signed Dino Babers to a contract extension and Syracuse doesn't necessarily always have to give you the terms of these things because they're a private school and, and choose to do that, which is fine. But if the indication was been given, like he is going to be here X number of years at least, that's what the contract says. To me, that helps recruiting. That excites a fan base that's already kind of frothing at the mouth and excited about a Camping World Bowl and has been asking you for that very thing. A distraction would be, you know, something else. A distraction would be if you poo-pooed the idea or... You know, Dino's name kept coming up with other schools, and that has certainly calmed down. It's been a relatively calm coaching circuit this year. There's, you know, jobs changing hands as always. Even last night, Kansas State fans were freaking out at the notion that the head coach at North Dakota State was going to take over their team. North Dakota State, who, you know, has won five of the last six national titles, is like the standard bearer of FCS football. I don't know why they'd be upset about that, but, you know, fan is short for fanatic for a reason, right? So I don't think that's a distraction at all. I think that would be welcome news. Timing is everything, and I understand, you know, let the coach coach, let the coach recruit, let the coach go out there and focus on those things. But coaches know how to manage time. They know how to manage big boy things. Like when Dino was at the end of the run with Bowling Green and made the agreement to come to Syracuse and was still coaching his team in a bowl game at the same time, like – we can work this out. They, there's intermediaries, there's agents, there's people that can work out the details, and you basically just have to look at it and say yes or no. I'm completely oversimplifying the process, but I wouldn't see that as a distraction. And, you know, I almost thought about asking that as a question. Of the following things, what would you rather see? A Dino extension, a Nike deal, or an extension with Georgetown? But I think that'd be a fairly dumb question to ask because I think – a vast majority of I should do this anyway just to see how the poll results come out. But I would imagine if those are three choices, as Dan Lebitar would say, put it on the poll, what would you rather see? A Dino extension, a Nike extension, or a Georgetown extension? Like 85% of you are going Dino, right? Like I don't think I'm shooting the moon if there is in fact a moon in saying that, right? So we'll see what the answers are on Thursday we get closer to definitive answers on these things in the next 48 hours. No pressure or anything, John, but, you know, be nice to break a few bits of news on this show Thursday. Just saying, we're giving you time. We're giving you a couple of days. You come on this show and break the big stuff, right? Let's go. Giddy up. But I just wanted to bring that up because it just goes to show you athletic directors are busy. This is a power five school. A lot is happening right now at Syracuse, but, there's a lot of big things that will shape the future of Syracuse athletics for not just the next four or five years. We're talking almost, in, in some cases, a decade or more. Because what we saw with the Greg Robinson era, look how long it took to recover from that. We are 10 years removed from Greg Robinson and finally taking true steps forward. 
that Syracuse football needs to do. That's how long it can take to recover from a bad coach. And Doug Marone certainly did his part. And Scott Schaefer did too. Let's not leave Schaefer out of that discussion, even though that didn't work out. They both did what they needed to do, but Dino has taken it to the moon. If, in fact, there is one. Conspiracy theory later in the show via Steph Curry. 437-7644, Brent Axe Media on Twitter. The text line is 288-0644. Let us find out what happened on Wall Street today. And then we will talk to our good friend John Casillo, speaking of Syracuse football and a cool thing going on for the Camping World Bowl. But Lee Baldwin is here. It's a Tuesday. How'd the market do today, my friend? Yeah, I'm enjoying the show today. To oh, the moon. Well, I like there it. There you go. Well, that's one person. That's good to know. You and my mom enjoying the show. Let's let's hear from everybody else. Come uh, on. Now. I need the feedback. Well, we had a seesaw day in the market. We were up um, mm. over 300. Then we went down about 200 as a uh, hockey game kind of broke out in the White House <laughs> earlier in the day. I'm and, always curious about that, Lee. Why does and I, I, I know why sometimes, I, but why would something like that affect the market? Well, I, I just think you uh, um, it can definitely affect because everybody's sitting around on all these trading desks watching it, and they're just thinking, oh, my gosh, nothing's going to get done uh, at all, you know, or if it's that adversarial. But when all was said and done today, we were basically unchanged. The Dow was down a little bit. So, okay. Okay. So, uh, and they went to their penalty boxes, and we moved on. <laughs> so I do have a diamond quickly. I've got a softer side today. We're going to go with DSW. The designer shoe warehouse up eight percent. Oh, nice! And our dog uh, staying with the retailers was online clothing retailer Stitch Fix, which I'm sure you're familiar with. Not familiar right. with that one. Well, don't worry about it because it's down twenty percent. So, I should. Whoa, twenty percent! Yeah, I'm not going to get familiar with them. <laughs> Good night. I'm sorry. I'll go more with the shoes. I'm more into shoes anyway. There you go. Excellent. Thank you, Lee. Okay. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you tomorrow, Lee Baldwin. You can find him at LeeBaldwin.com. You can uh, find him in Casanova and Utica, too. Stop on in so you have more diamonds than dogs on your portfolio. Yeah, I believe Schumer got two minutes for cross-checking for that earlier today. We'll break on that note. We will come back. We've got plenty to do. Yay, democracy! Including our good friend John Casillo is going to join us from NoonsMagician.com. Not only to break down the games, talk Syracuse football and hoops, but a really cool thing going on. You can send some fans that deserve to go to the Camping World Bowl. Stay right there. You're on the block, ESPN Radio. This is On the Block with Brent Axe. Welcome back. Put on your best dress, baby. Tell him, Bruce, who's excited? Springsteen on Broadway, Netflix, uh, the 15th. A few days from now, let's go. Uh, speaking of Netflix, I uh, got bored by Kirk Cousins playing bad football last night, so I, I flipped over to. I finished Ozark last night, season one. Oh man, that's a show. I know I'm behind. Some of you are like, I watched that six months ago. I just you got Uncle Brent's a little behind. Definitely recommend that. Going to fire up season two this week. It's a great week because there's no SU games, which, you know, some people say, well, that's not a good week. You know, sometimes you just need a little bit of a breather, man. Just a little breather, just kind of catch up on some Netflix, catch up on some Christmas shopping. It's finals week for the kids, you know, like I actually get to see my wife and kid a little bit. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. So I'm going to start season two uh, tonight, I believe. 
you really want to know what I'm watching on Netflix, right? You're the I'm the guy you come to for this stuff. I know. I just I'm I'm here to help. Pop culture, sports, whatever else you need, science. We're going to talk about landing on the moon here in a moment. It's all coming. Hit the fancy open. We've got a hot one for you. Oh, you're hot. Why, thank you. So are you. And I'm not afraid to cry. So hot. Man, it's hot. How hot is it? It's so hot, I poured McDonald's coffee in my lap to cool off. (laughs) It's time for Hot Takes on the Block. So as I was saying there, and Hot Takes is presented by our good friends at the Press Room Pub, the number one sports entertainment venue in central New York, a great place to watch all the games, have some cold beverages, some great food, and a terrific new spot. Not too late to book that holiday party in historic Herald Square. Uh, Kirk Cousins isn't good at football. And with all apologies to my friends on the Tony Kornheiser show, I was listening this morning. I was like, ah, come on, I was going to do that. But I think every sports radio show in the country did this today. This is the disadvantage of coming out here at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. This is why I need to tweet these things when I think of them. Just for the record, I'm going to do this later during hot takes. Like I should take show notes on Twitter so people know that I'm doing this. But you play this game with me, okay? Would you rather have Kirk Cousins or this guy? And here I will start with the stat you need to know. Kirk Cousins is four and twenty-four, technically four twenty-four and one, but four and twenty-four against teams with winning records. He is the highest-paid quarterback in the National Football League. He has a guaranteed contract, not seen before in the history of football. The Washington Redskins, by franchising him the way that they did, time after time, just inflated his value. And by the way, good for him but inflated his value beyond anything imaginable. Okay, so let's just play the game. Kirk Cousins or this guy? And I'm just going to go through the quarterbacks quickly in the National Football League. Well, you would obviously, and I'm talking current form right here, right now, age, stats, injury status, everything, right? Okay, so there we go. We'll even have a little music bed to go with it here. Okay. One category, KC, Kirk Cousins. Second category, that guy. Let's play the game. Would you rather have Kirk Cousins or that guy? We'll go right down the list. Tom Brady, give me that guy. Ryan Tannehill, Mm, I'll take Kirk Cousins, actually. Uh, Josh Allen, look, I'm a Bills fan, I'm biased, but give me that guy. Sam Darnold or Kirk Cousins? I will take Sam Darnold. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger or Kirk Cousins? Give me that guy. Lamar Jackson or Kirk Cousins? Give me that guy. Uh, Baker Mayfield or Kirk Cousins? Give me that guy. Andy Dalton or Kirk Cousins? I'm going to go with Cousins on that one. Uh, Deshaun Watson or Kirk Cousins? Give me that guy. Andrew Luck or Kirk Cousins? Give me that guy. Marcus Mariota or Kirk Cousins? Is there a wash category? Is there like a tie? I guess I'll go Cousins. Certainly I'm going to take Kirk Cousins over anybody the Jacksonville Jaguars can present to me. So, currently the score is... Oh, let me go through the whole AFC first. Uh, Patrick Mahomes or Kirk Cousins? Give me that guy. Phillip Rivers or Kirk Cousins? 
Give me that guy. Case Keenum or Kirk Cousins. They're basically the same quarterback. But I'll go Cousins. I will go Cousins. Okay, so I've gone through the AFC. And the current score is 10 to 4 in favor of that guy. Okay. We go to the NFC. Would you rather have Dak Prescott or Kirk Cousins? Mm, If I have to think about it, I'll default to Cousins. Carson Wentz or Kirk Cousins? Give me Carson Wentz. Anybody on the Washington Redskins currently or Kirk Cousins, his former team? I got to go Cousins. Eli Manning or Kirk Cousins? That's not fair. Who would take Eli Manning over anybody? So Kirk's catching up a little bit here in the NFC, where he plays, by the way. Mitchell Trubisky or Kirk Cousins? I'll go Kirk, but it's close. Kirk Cousins or Kirk Cousins? Oh, I'm sorry. That's his team. Aaron Rodgers. Do I even have to ask that one? Give me that guy. Matthew Stafford or Kirk Cousins? Give me that guy. Drew Brees or Kirk Cousins? Give me that guy. Cam Newton or Kirk Cousins? Give me that guy. Ryan Fitzpatrick? Jameis Winston? Mm, Nah, Kirk, you win that one. Matt Ryan? who was the MVP of the National Football League two years ago, or Kirk Cousins. Give me that guy. We're in the final division. Jared Goff or Kirk Cousins. I would certainly take Jared Goff. I would certainly take Russell Wilson, who didn't exactly have a gangbusters night last night himself. He threw one of the worst interceptions I've ever seen in that game, but I would take Russell Wilson over Kirk Cousins. Josh Rosen or Kirk Cousins. Josh Rosen has nothing to work with right now in Arizona, but I'd probably take him over Kirk Cousins. And last but not least, uh, San Francisco, obviously nobody who's currently playing, but would I take Jimmy Garoppolo over Kirk Cousins? I would. Okay? I'm not doing this just to make a point either. Like, those were true, legit gut reactions, and you can break down stats and trends and all these things and... You know, I'm Sean in Central Square is going to text this show shortly and tell me how wrong I am. But four and twenty-four, four and twenty-four against winning teams. Like after a while, it's you. It's not your team. It's not what you had to work with. He had a ton of receivers to work with in Washington, but it was always something in Washington, right? And I understand that Minnesota's not what they were last year. Let's see this over a few years. But Kirk Cousins is just—he's a—he's a guy that has somehow found himself in a situation that elevated him to a status that puts him amongst the top-paid quarterbacks in the history of football, and I just don't get that. So, final tally, if Brent can do his math correctly here, let's see. 20-10, to that guy over Kirk Cousins. That's hot. I wonder what uh, your tally was at home. So, yeah, Steph Curry, appearing on the Winging It podcast, via the Ringer Podcast Network, hosted by Hawks wing players, get it, winging it, Vince Carter and Kent Bazmore, uh, said that he doesn't believe we landed on the moon, which I don't know why I have to keep bringing up this clip, if I still have it here, I don't know if I have it, but I believe Jim Carrey told us we landed on the moon in the movie Dumb and Dumber. There was a newspaper clip and everything. Like, didn't we discover this already? But between the Earth is flat, which is just complete nonsense, 
versus we landed on the moon. Like, if you had to pick one of those to believe in, like, I get that one more than the Earth is flat thing because, like, science has proved that it's kind of not, right? People love to believe the moon landing thing, but didn't we go to the moon more than once? Don't we have, like, lots of scientific evidence we've gone to the moon? Don't we have the technology to prove we've gone to the moon? Or do you believe that conspiracy theory? Yep, there was all a TV studio. But see, the problem with it, we have a right to believe certain things in this country. There are people that, you know, there, there is even Mariano Rivera won't get 100% of the vote for the Baseball Hall of Fame. No player has ever gotten a 100% vote for the Baseball Hall of Fame. Like, I could pour a bucket of water on your head and 99 out of 100 people would, would come to the conclusion that I'm wet. But there's always one guy. There's always a doubter, right? Which, you know. Sometimes being skeptical of things is good. But when somebody of the status of Steph Curry or Kyrie Irving says this, and you have children and susceptible minds that believe this stuff, and it perpetuates and it spreads and it just becomes normal, like the flat earther thing has almost become normal. I mean, we have a president that perpetuates things that, you know, have been proven scientifically beyond a shadow of a doubt, but because he doesn't believe it, you shouldn't either. So, while we joke about this stuff, by the way, NASA has invited Steph to the Johnson Space Center in Houston to see the moon rocks, to go through Apollo mission, Apollo mission control, to actually believe this, to actually like prove it, like this happened. But there's always going to be those doubters out there, man. Where's that X-Files music, right? That's hot. I don't know about that. I saw Bigfoot, Elvis, and Tupac the other day at Burger King. I swear it was them. Okay. Thanks. We'll break on that note. Seth Goldberg coming in to deliver an update shortly. We'll talk to our friend Sal Capaccio next hour. Are the Yankees and Mets really going to make a trade and so much more? Stay right there. Thank you. Bye-bye.